1: Welcome to Good Morning Football. It is a big holiday all day long on NFL Network leading up to the schedule reveal at 8 p.m. Eastern. This is Good Morning Football. Every morning they print out this grid. Every morning I ask them not to do it because I don't want it. It belongs to Kyle Brandt alone, but on here it says yeah. K, Sean, Kyle, and Peter, and that is who is on the show. Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, mm-hmm. Sean O'Hara, our Super Bowl champ, and myself. Guys, we've been talking about this all week. We <laughs> finally get the answers tonight.
2: A week, a year. This is one of the biggest days of the year. They could put the World Series tonight, the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals, and WrestleMania. It's all about the schedule of this National Football League, and we are ready. Talk
1: to me, Goose. Time for the LeBlanc. LeBlanc! Oh. Let's go. The wait is almost over. All 32 teams, all the matchups. that is happening tonight. It's presented by Verizon. We're a part of the coverage, so make sure to keep watching NFL Network. The big topic up for debate is always the primetime schedule. This is what mm. we are obsessed with, particularly... On this program, who gets those coveted time slots with everyone watching? Well, here are the eight division winners from 2021. All these teams bound to play under the bright lights a couple times this season. But, you can tweet us at GMFB. I'd love to hear from you today. So would the gentlemen, of course, outside of those teams, those division winners, who's the non-division winner mm. that you think should bag the most primetime games this season? Peter, this is your love. Yeah. This is your thing. It's, you love time slots. It
3: sounds very bad. specific. Yes. Yes, and like, you might be waking up being like, what a weird topic. But this is the, this is this is the answer key to how the NFL views your team. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. The NFL, of course, the eight division winners, yeah, we're going to reward you from last year. We're going to put you uh-huh. But this is the answer key how that league office views your squad if you weren't one of those teams. If they're putting you in, zero primetime games or one primetime game they don't think you're going to be that relevant we're not looking to showcase you but if you get those four five six games and you didn't even make the playoffs last year the nfl's chips are all in and i think the denver broncos are that team this mm. year i feel like we've already gotten a little bit of a sniff of it we know that the the broncos already are going to be playing christmas day against the rams we also know they're they're one of the teams that are going to be showcased over there in london against okay. the jaguars on october 30th and if you could feel the vibes from the way that the marketing materials are coming out it's A lot of Russell Wilson. A lot of Russell Wilson. And there might be no happier person than the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Take a listen to what Nathaniel Hackett said at his press conference when it became clear that Russell Wilson was his quarterback.
4: Wow. Come on, y'all. Russell Wilson. Holy sh... Um, Very exciting. Um, You know, I I look at it as, you know, somebody asked me when we were at the combine, what do you look for in a quarterback? And I said that uh, tough... Smart, accurate, athletic. I mean, get, go into the dictionary and you'll see Russell Wilson there smiling with the big old smile because that, that's who he is.
3: Mm-hmm. I think the league office might feel the same. I, this is where I'm saying they're going to put their, their emphasis on I think we're going to see a lot of Broncos. Okay. It's, it's also the fan base. Like, mm-hmm. They've been not a dormant fan base, a dormant team for the last seven years. is as, as a... They haven't been to the Super Bowl since they went to the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. They've been to the playoffs since they went to the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Yeah. We, used, we grew up Elway under the lights. We grew up, then it was, hey, uh, Jake Plummer under the mm-hmm. lights. Then it was Peyton Manning under the lights. Like The Broncos were a showcase team. I think they're back. I think the NFL is going to put some chips in the Broncos mm-hmm. table, and I think they're going to go all in on the Broncos. I would be shocked if they get, like, one or two games. I feel like the Broncos are going to be a primetime team. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. all in on the Broncos. Mm-hmm. He got
1: a new dog mm-hmm. with his wife, Sierra, and he named it Bronco.
3: <laughs> Perfect. 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 Broncos all Good over
1: go. the NFL socials. Uh, what is this hold that Russell Wilson has over our friend here?
2: It's At what point are we concerned? Being... Listen, if Russell Wilson came on the show and said the very compelling things— if he had gone on some other show and said them, Peter oh, went, like, oh. yeah. <laughs> it's that he came on the show and good it was morning awesome. Football good morning football. That's <laughs> yeah. right.
3: Okay, we know more than I it. like that. We like friends of this show. So if you're coming on yes. our show, trust me. We'll become fans of yours if you're good to us. Can I just Maybe have to research excited.
2: look at this before so I I think Tim Tebow had a dog named Bronco. I, I feel Stop. like I remember when he was with I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I look that up. I feel like there's something in my brain that remembers it. There's I, a I viral video
1: it's on NFL posted it about them yeah. introducing their new dog Bronco. Okay. And all I thought was these poor Seahawks fans. <laughs> it's like watching your, your husband leave and yeah. have a new baby right away and name yep. it like the wife's name. Right. Like it's yeah, completely right. deranged Ginger. and I, can, it's, I feel for you, Seahawks fans. Uh, Richard
4: Tebow swimming through all your brain cells right now in the morning. I'm telling there's you there's a, a dog named Bronco. Right we'll we'll it find up. it. Hey and look, Peter, it's a special feeling, Lloyd. I get it. Not a good sign. We're with you. I think the low-hanging fruit right here is to pick any team from the AFC West, right? Like, to be to have more primetime games than any other team. So, I'm going to stick with that theme, and I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Talk about it. Everybody talks about how they win when they go to Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody ever talks about how they lose, but... All the NFL has done since they go to Vegas is win. The draft just slayed it yep. down in Vegas. The Super Bowl is in Vegas. Give me more primetime games down in Vegas. I don't think any NFL fan will, will ever be upset about the lights, the strip, seeing Schrager's setup down there at the Bellagio The Las Vegas Raiders had four primetime games last year alone. So they had a fifth one added in the week 18 game against the Chargers. And now, when you look at the addition of Devontae Adams to this offense, Derek's got his guy. Yeah, it's been the Derek and Darren show. But now we've got triple Ds here. We've got Darren. We've got Derek. Rolling out. Devontae. Yeah. I think this has got primetime written all over it. When you look at some of their home games, in addition to their AFC West divisional games, they're playing the Colts. They're playing Arizona. All right, That's got primetime written all over it. They've got the Patriots, Joshua Daniels, Belichick. We've got all kinds of storylines. And they've got the Niners. So I I think the Raiders, look, they're going to cash in right here on primetime, no doubt about it.
2: when he was selected in the first round of the 2010 yeah. NFL Draft, the former Heisman Trophy winner Tim Tebow received the gift of a Rhodesian Ridgeback puppy, which he named Bronco. Wow. Bronco! Rod- Tebow Rod- had a dog named Bronco. Rare breed. The dog did? In
1: 2019, and there is a vigorously upset Tim Tebow Instagram post about it. Oh, that's terrible. So
2: um, that sucks. I think he wrote a children's book about his dog Bronco, Aww. too. So, Tim, if you're watching this morning, I'm going to go counter here. Is it wrong that I'm already like... Enough with the AFC West, you guys. Enough with this. Yeah. The, with, the, with their with their dumb mountain time zone and all these teams that haven't been good forever. There used to be a division, and Peter, I would think you of all people would re- represent this division. The NFC East. Oh, Is that still a thing? I don't remember it was built game. upon this. The, this league was built upon it. And you know who's the most likable team by far in the NFC East? The team that was in the playoffs last year. The Eagles. I want to see the Eagles have primetime games. Washington, they're doing the Carson Wentz thing. Interesting. Giants are doing the, the Daniel Jones thing. The Cowboys don't exist. And the fact that the Eagles are here with the, with the great wide receiver, AJ Brown, with the growing up Jalen Hurts. It's electric. Sean, you, you basically would lie down in traffic for, for Jason Kelsey. That's the guy who's going to be on primetime the most. And I have to tell you, all these new head coaches we're awash with right now of interesting personalities and different deals and Mike McDaniel and, and Hackett. Give me Sirianni. Still give me an extra hand. Have you seen this gentleman's act on the sideline last year? He's ready for 10 wins, and I'll tell you why. Give me the pick. So he goes with a highlighter and the visor, right? Yeah. Okay, fine. we have seen that before. Oh, no. Just keep on going. He's got a highlighter and a pen. Okay. That's absurd. You would never exceed that, certainly on the sideline of the NFL game. You sure would. No! You photoshopped that. Two that's colors. Up. Peter, it, I it swear to God that's true. And a pen. And that was his first year. We're a completely untapped and Nick Sirianni as one of the treasures of this game. We need him more in primetime. I've already had enough with the AFC West. Kay, surely you have a team that is somewhere else in the country that is not in the AFC West. My God. Oh, no, baby. We're going right back oh. to
1: AFC <laughs> West, uh, and I'm going to put my juju out there behind the L.A. Chargers. Watchability is when I think about primetime, and that's what I want. And, yes, there's more excitement there. J.C. Jackson adding uh, Khalil Mack, of course. But it's really those moments from last year. They truly were some of the most exciting games in the entire landscape of the NFL, the dramatic win over the Chiefs, guys, the wild back-and-forth shootout. I mean, this was – remember this game, Peter?
3: This this game against the Giants was a, was an awesome one that the was one the against, thrower around the world the right now. The Chiefs there. Thursday night one was crazy and then the one that you mentioned, uh the, the week the win. The week eighteen against the Raiders was nuts too. There. there was the yeah.
1: overtime thriller, of course, then the comeback win over the Steelers. That was Bright Lights, that was Sunday yeah. night football. They had a, a back and forth wild shootout yeah. between them mm. and the Cleveland Browns. And then of course that week eighteen game against the Raiders, which might have just I mean outside game of the, of the Chiefs. Uh, Bill situation was probably the game of the year it was insane going to over, so, overtime. Seven. Is there anything
2: uh, you don't remember, Peter, from the whole season last year? Yeah. Do you remember Panthers-Saints Week 17? Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't? I don't. Ah. No. Do you team remember has, those Chargers? This
1: team's as exciting as it gets. Why don't you come on over to the AFC West with us? Someone nice. has
2: to zag it's here. It's nice. By the way, how about the disrespect in that segment for, for, for the Chiefs? The, the, they the, the, made the playoffs. They don't, they're
3: not in this segment. They made the playoffs. Peter, okay. you, they're, that's they're, never stopped you before hey, from you know? made They're a made man. They're in this one. Friend they're, of ours? Yeah, Non-division winners. This is trying to sprinkle some things on the teams we don't talk about so
2: we cover it we had all 32 teams and you three picked all three from one division that's how strong we feel all right i feel very good about my answer too yeah. people tweet the show
4: point there was a there was a couple years there where it was a given that week one was sunday night football it was giants cowboys i know
0: down in Jersey. i know i know i think it should be back you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better
3: Oh, we out here.
0: Yeah. Uh, we out here. In them streets. Hello.
3: Hello, ma'am. Uh, we are outside in New York, and everyone is having a good time. because yep. Schedule release day. You could feel it on the city streets. They're a buzz. Everyone's talking about it. Everywhere I walk, they're like, where is Jaguars going to play Colts in week? am like, God. Ma'am, how many Jets primetime games? 8 p.m. You'll nah. find out. We're doing a game called Over Under. We're out here on the streets. This is fun got David Ziplow,
2: newly married man. He's yeah. What do you know? Already doing extra work for no credit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
3: He's a producer. Uh, here we go. What's up, dog? How you doing? Wow. That was
2: cool. Hello, That's David. It. Come on. you got to rip it. Let's go. All what right. does that say? Don't litter. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm adverse to littering. Hello, sir. Guy almost, the guy almost not right in his face. Really? Bills, primetime
3: games. Last year, the Bills fans felt slighted. They only yeah. got four primetime games. Over under? Do they get five and a half? So do you think they'll be
2: six or, or under? Or? I'm going to go over. I think they have 17. I think they're the Sunday yeah, Night Football honestly, house band. Honestly, though. Way over. Yeah, I honestly do. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the show. Uh, do you go with the Chiefs or just stock? They're a great brand the last four years. Or maybe do you invest prime time in Bengals and Bills? I think you kind of take that Josh Allen rocket ship into the moon. I think they're going to have seven prime time games. Seven prim- they're going to get in on them. Now, here you go. Next. All right, now, a sharp transition in the AFC East. Oh, that's a good one, though. JETS primetime games over under 2.5, Peter. All right, so if you're not a New York native or you don't live
3: in Jersey or Connecticut, you will be immune to the Jets buzz that is everywhere. Everyone's talking Jets, Jets, Jets after the draft. I don't think the scheduling gods are going to grant them three primetime games. I'm going to say it's a wait-and-see year for the Jets. I still think this is one of those deals where you get your Thursday night game on Amazon... You might get a Monday night football game uh-huh. They're not playing on Sunday night No Yet We need to see at least
2: one big season The crowd around here is getting mutinous Peter, all the Jets fans are listening to you I know Jets, 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 Jets Sir, are you fired up about go. the 2022 NFL, uh, New York Jets? He's in no, How many game. primetime games should they have? Over, over <laughs> How about that guy? I love that guy like that What's your name? Henry! Henry in the Notre Dame sweatshirt. That's right. King Henry, we call him here in the streets. Love What's you, next? Henry. All right, next one. All right, now we need a Giants fan. Okay. okay.
3: Ka- All right, this used to be like the Sunday Night House fan. You said that. Cowboys versus Giants. Neither team right now. Is,
2: yeah.
3: Cowboys on the division, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Do they get <clears throat> a primetime game? So do you consider like a, a mid-Thanksgiving Day game primetime game?
3: do you consider a Christmas Day game a primetime
2: game I mean if it's at noon on Christmas I feel like it's primetime listen I, I don't think they're getting a Sunday night or a Monday night or I huh? do, don't, no I don't I don't I really don't this for years is, it was Sunday night football at least once put it in pen yes well listen when Troy it, it was there and Eli or Phil Simms Peter I wanted to too. I don't even know if they had Sunday night football this, th- these guys there's a little fatigue and not just from me it's a Daniel Jones question. I like Kayvon Thibodeau and as much as the next guy. Are you putting them... Because, Peter, if you're putting them here, you're putting them over Rodgers and Brady and all those AFC maniacs. So not I'm once, say No. Not one primetime game. Zero. Not, they'll get on and they'll get it, but not against each other. Okay, next. Next. Peter, Peter wanted to have slices of pizza, and there's a I pizzeria did. over there. What happened? The, the sign says open. We walked in, and the man looked at us and said, we're not open. <laughs> okay. Curiously enough, the smoke shop right there, wide open. Wide open. Come on
3: in. Welcome to New York.
2: All right, Brady. Speaking of of smoke shop. Greg
3: Greg Lamond is coming by. There you go. Sorry. um.
2: Floyd Landis. Remember him? (laughs) Floyd Landis. I haven't heard the last of him. Yeah, he was really combative. Tom Uh, Brady. uh, Cameos in the booth. So you're saying, or the production saying, Tom Brady goes into the Fox broadcast booth during a game over under .5. Does it happen? Huh. All right, so
3: Brady's bye week, does Fox say, hey, pop in for Packers Vikings, we need ya.
2: What you? This is a good question. Peter, you answer the question. What do you, what do you think? Does it happen?
3: I'm going to say yes. You're going to say yes? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going to say one. Brady's bye week, they ask him, hey, paying you a lot of shekels here, why don't you come in here and uh-huh. uh, show up, do uh-huh. one segment with Burkhart and Olsen? How's Olson Olsen treat that? <laughs>
2: Because Olsen goes, step into my office, pretty boy. I'm going to show you work this telestrator right now. Come here. <laughs> uh, I think it would be great. I think it would be a little bit weird. But um, Peter, you know this stuff. If Brady walks in, the house brings down. And I would think that for a little bit of early return on that investment, they might want it. Yeah. Next. All right, Zippo, hold it. Ready? By the way, you're doing <laughs> a great job. Like a, a, a black box theater stagehand. <laughs> All right. All right. This is, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Aikman. Cowboys games Over under 1.5 This is what the people Are talking about right, Aichman, How many Cowboys games Is Troy going to get
3: Aikman's doing Monday night football Basically asking How many Monday night Football games And Aikman's yeah. Notoriously honest With the With the Cowboys I'm going to say over. I'm Uh going to say ESPN made the investment in Aikman. The NFL will make the investment in that. Uh, They're going to do them a solid. I think Troy is going to be doing plenty of Cowboys games, and I don't think he's going to be marooned down in Tampa for Buccaneers-Eagles while Romo and Nance are going to do 49ers-Cowboys in Dallas in a playoff game. What do you think? You got it.
2: Uh, What you're referring to is last year during the playoffs, Aikman openly, I guess you would call it lamenting. A lot of people would like to call that Cowboys game. Buck's like, oh, my God. Uh, I'm gonna go over in fact I'm gonna say he's gonna get eight Cowboys games because for me all roads lead to eight beer for Troy Aikman. It's light, it's refreshing. I love it. I think it's gonna be eight Peter.
3: Okay. Um You ever had an eight beer? I've had an eight beer. So good? Yeah, there's it's very healthy. Um <laughs> It All right. is. We're down here in the streets. Yep. I'm getting a buzz from our great producer, Jeff Wheatley, that I've got to go back to the studio because Kay Adams might... Uh-oh. Be out of another New York studio show. What do you got,
1: Kay? You're the New Yorker. You can't find a place that has a, uh, that's open that'll give you a slice of pizza. Peter Schrager, I expect more from you. I don't want you to... Don't even come upstairs without slices of pizza. No. And,
4: and, and some eights.
1: Yeah, and whatever that is. I want is. some cans of eight. Uh, and you're right. We do have news. You guys stay down there for one second. I'll throw it back to you momentarily. There is schedule, release, info. What? Of course, the full slate is going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. Hold just the phone. Just one moment. Uh, a big game just announced by NBC, and it's a doozy. It's a blockbuster. Check it. Sunday Night Football Game, Week 4. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs traveling south to face Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, this is June. This is good. Sean, they were just talking to Tom Brady, but he's still saying that he's got a lot left to finish and he's going to try to do it in this matchup.
4: Yeah, I think Kyle was talking about smoke shows and, and these two offenses, no <laughs> doubt about it, they bring the heat, they absolutely bring the smoke. I, I look back to two years ago, this matchup, we saw the Bucks and the Chiefs play twice. It was kind of the tale of two different games. The, the, look, the Chiefs blew the doors off of the Bucks defense uh, back in, two, in 2020, I think it was week 10 or 11, yeah. Mahomes went for 450 yards, Tyreek Hill had three touchdowns, almost had 269 yards receiving and their offense was unstoppable. Todd mm-hmm. Bowles was sitting over there saying, hmm, I, I, I don't know what's going on here and then they played each other again in the Super Bowl and it was like a totally different defense. Todd Bowles had corrected all of the issues. They basically took Tyreek Hill out of the game. So, I go back to this. This matchup has history here, mm-hmm. okay, with Todd Bowles and Andy Reid. I went back and looked at their, their career coaching paths. Okay. They were actually you together. You did that in the
1: five seconds that we knew this matchup? Yeah.
4: I, That's really yeah, impressive. I, I just, just Googled it right now. Okay. This is their history right now. They were in Green Bay together. Right? Back in 1995, Bolsey was an area uh, scouting assistant, and Andy Reid was the tight end and assistant online line coach. All right, fast forward to Philly. There's, there's Todd Bowles as the interim defensive coordinator. Juan Castillo got fired. He took over, um, so they know each other really well. Uh, surprisingly enough, Todd Bowles is mm-hmm. 3-2 and against Andy Reid, so there's a, a really big coaching duel going on here. Uh, Todd Bowles knows him really well. Andy Reid knows him very well, so that'll be interesting to see.
1: Now let's talk about the week four of it all. I like games that are a little later in the season, games with implications, games especially between these two. But I do like the week four matchup because I think it's a really good litmus test for the Kansas City Chiefs in what they look like without Tyron Matthew, but especially, of course, without Tyree Kill. We know what the Buccaneers are. They are a known quantity, right? They we we. Uh, uh, we know what they're made of and how good they are. So it'll be a really good gauge. I think it'll be a good ruler measuring stick about what that is, as they are one of the biggest contenders. And then if you look at it from the Buck side, whatever, from the Chiefs side, the implications are bigger. Their schedule is brutal. They've got a gauntlet in their own division, and the AFC is a complete mess, uh, as it is. So it's a big game for them, even though it is one in the first couple weeks of the season.
3: Uh, oh. There's always those intriguing questions where you can, A, see, okay, here's what the league office thinks of this team, or B, ooh, that's got a cool storyline to it. We're telling these five schedule release day questions. I wanted to go through them five to one. Okay. Let's start with number five, and it's fresh off the news, right off the press. Uh, we broke into a show on Tuesday, and we were like, ah uh, what? Tom Brady's going to be the new lead analyst. How about Awkward? How many times will Brady be in the Fox A game? You guys understand, during a game, you have a production meeting where you walk in and the quarterback is sitting with the analyst, the producer, the play-by-play guy. Brady and and the Bucks are probably going to be on Fox five or six times this year, right? In that main game? That means Kevin Burkhart Greg Olson, which hasn't been announced, but we assume is the announcer. And then the producers and directors and Aaron Andrews all will be working with this guy at some point, are interviewing him as like a future colleague, but not a future colleague. And you're making how much money? And wait, Greg's still here. It's getting weird already just talking about it. And how about those games? Like, Burkhart's calling Brady. Greg Olson's in the booth knowing that at some point, Brady... It's all very interesting to the sports (laughs) media
2: nuts out there. If you're Olson and Burkhart... Good to see you. Yeah. You're, you're Olsen. You're
4: like, he looks great. You just keep playing.
2: <laughs> like five more years. Tom, Tom still
4: has it. Brady <laughs> should
2: never Kyle, if I, if I'm
4: Kyle, if I'm yeah. Greg, Peter, if I'm Greg, I'm saying, hey, Brady, you better not mess up because I'm about to roast your you-know-what. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like if that's Brady throws a pick six, it's like, oh, hey, you know what? They're they're gonna. Have, now, Kevin's got to be gentle because that's his boy. He's going to be working with him next year. Yeah. All right. So that's number five.
3: Okay. Let's go to number four. You got to like it. We're already going deep cut here. Uh, when is Mahomes and Allen? Like, when is this thing? What, this is part five. They've played each other four times. This is part five. Where do you place this? I love that AFC logo. Yeah. It's like playoffs, yeah. right? Where do you place it? Because we know that this was the greatest game ever played. AFC divisional round. You have 18 weeks to play with if you're the NFL scheduling guys. You could put this anywhere, all right? You know they're playing at some
4: point.
3: What's the optimal spot? Do you play them early just in case? One of them, God forbid, gets injured or has to miss a game. Yeah, that's COVID. The trick, right? Like, you don't want the Chad yeah. henney Matt Barkley game. That's not what we're looking for <laughs> this weekend. All right, you're looking for Mahomes and Allen. Do you open up the season like Week One, Sunday Night Football, NBC? Let's go. Let's just go. Or do you hold it till the end of the season when the playoff implications are at their highest? Scheduling gods, they've got to make a decision. When do you put this rematch? And it's not just the second time they played. Mm-hmm. The fifth time mm-hmm. they played.
4: Where's that game? In, in Buffalo or in KC? I don't know. Can they they find
3: know. out? I don't know. Weather, weather could be a factor. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Do you want it in the beginning or at the
3: it's end? It's in Kansas City. Um, I would like this. Say a week. What, what week would you pick? Any week. I want this. It's in Kansas City. I want this in inclement weather. Okay. You do? I do. Okay. I do. I want Why? this. In play, I want playoff contention. Okay. I want home field to be a thing.
2: I think I want December or January. All right. That's mm. what I would like. I want it week okay. four. Right. Week four, three weeks of warm up football. You know, to your point, Peter. Late in the season, you have a cataclysmic injury and it ruins the whole thing. That's it. Early, but with a few warm ups.
4: I feel like it's early though. Yeah. Week four. Sometimes teams are still trying to figure things out. Where's it You got you got a new offense uh, for, for Buffalo. Week eight sounds sweet. Okay. Oh, week
1: sixteen. Week eight. sixteen. What is this week four nonsense? Because
4: they're gonna get hurt,
2: Kay. That's the point. <laughs> if, I, if one of those guys is out, then the whole thing is ruined. All, All right, right. Number who's three.
3: One of the most anticipated games of 2022 is going to be, obviously, Broncos versus Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Is that played as, like, a national, like, Tom Brady's returning to New England game? It's going back to Seattle. Or is that, like, eh, Pacific Northwest? Put that at 4 o'clock. We'll put that on Fox. And, yes, that's a cool storyline. But Or is that hyped up as, like, a game? Fascinating because... Peyton Manning played against the Colts. It yeah. was like, oh my gosh, this is the biggest thing, Peyton Manning against the Colts. When Tom Brady did it. I, where do we put Russell Wilson on that stature? Is he worthy of him going back to Seattle? Is that Seahawks aren't supposed to be great. Like mm-hmm. Seahawks could be a, 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 a team that misses the playoffs by, by, you know, based on what you'd think, based on the roster early in the season. Is that a national game? Is Russell Wilson running out in front of the 12s considered that game? I don't know. I would think so. Look at what he's done as a Seahawks quarterback. They're one of the prize jewel franchises of the league over the last years. You look at their franchise history. He's got more Pro Bowls than every other Seahawks quarterback combined. Ten win seasons more than that. I mean, this is just insane, the numbers that he had and what he meant to Mm. Seattle. Um, I would like to think that deserves Sunday night Mike Tarico, Chris Collinsworth, I would yeah. think we'll see what the NFL says. They Four might work window. Hey, they might say two week 2 Four o'clock window yeah. on CBS. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, that's just uh, you know you're up against the Cowboys and the and the
4: Giants as well. I think the, the earlier, the better for that game. You love early games, Sean. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm saying for this game because we don't know what Seattle's going to be. So exactly if this is right. In week twelve. Yeah. Right. I mean, it could be a one-sided yeah. game. And we, we don't, don't know what Denver's going to be.
3: We don't want to see Denver's backup again. We talk about injuries. If it's about the one player, that's kind of why I think Tom Brady against the Patriots is week five last year. Mm. God forbid Brady went down. No one wanted to see Jared Stidham versus the, uh, the Buccaneers in primetime. All right, maybe I would. Week four, or number four. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at this one here. Question number two. Okay. Who are the Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. This is always interesting. Do you give the Cowboys a team in the division? Do you put them with a team that's big outside? Because look at their opponents in Dallas this year. There's a lot of interesting angles they can take. Take a look at this screen here. Who do we got as the Cowboys opponents playing in Dallas? And look. Angles. That's a Super Bowl contender.
2: Matt Ryan's
3: good. Okay, you're not going to see Lions. That's obviously Thanksgiving. Do we put Brady in Dallas on Thanksgiving? That's pretty interesting. And then of course, Eagles, Giants, and Washington. You can go with any of those. Who are the schedule makers putting in that 430 Fox window against the Cowboys? It matters. It's a prime, it's a prime spot. It yeah. always is. And we're showing Cowboys, you know, this. They put last year, I want to say, uh, a couple years ago, it was the Bills. Josh Allen came in there and was like, it was a Josh Allen statement. He spiked it into the crowd. And and a turkey leg. and was like, yes, that's where I'm at. That's who I am. It matters who they put on Thanksgiving. Curious to see. All right. My last burning question, and this goes right up to the folks in Park Avenue because I want to see what they're thinking here. There are several teams in the AFC that we've been hyping. Are the Bills the Bengals or the Chiefs the marquee team? Like, you know who the marquee team is. They play week one on on Sunday night or their kickoff game. And then, of course, they've got a holiday game. Mm -hmm. The Bills, they might be the Super Bowl favorites right now. The Bengals, they went to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, Mm -hmm. they're the old mainstays. Who does the league see as the premier AFC team? And it's about the quarterbacks, too. Are we in a Mahomes era right now? Yeah. Are we in an Allen era right now? Or is this Joe Burrow's conference as he was the one representing it in the Super Bowl last year? Allen's doing this and he had a big offseason at the F1 and he'll be golfing with Brady and, and Rodgers and all that. But Burrow's been kind of low key and I'm wondering if the NFL is like, mm-hmm. Burrow's our guy. Sunday night, week one, Burrow. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, Burrow. Uh, week 17, primetime, Burrow. Guys, What do you think the league office We'll know by the end of tonight. We'll know by how many primetime games and where they're placed. Is this Buffalo, KC, or Cincinnati season based on how the league sees it going
2: into the schedule? All that. Four straight title games for the Chiefs, I believe. Isn't that what it is? I think with those three teams, either you go with the solid thing that you can bet on, the brand, the Chiefs, or you make a little investment in scheduling. and saying we think the Bills and the Bengals are ascending and we want to get in on that on the way up. I don't know. But Josh Allen lost in the divisional round. I think it'll probably be Kansas City. Bengals, Kansas have, City.
1: Ba- Bengals have only played on Thanksgiving once. I would love to see Joe Burrow with that turkey leg. I ask you though, to Kyle's point, what's the precedent? When they picked the Chiefs a couple of years ago, I think they gave him seven primetime games mm-hmm. leading the league. Was that on Mahomes' ascension, or was he already a made man?
3: Already made guy. It was like after the MVP. So year. they don't
1: really right. call their shot on who it's going to be. They do. Go, they react on yeah. what has happened. Yeah. 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 Sounds like Chiefs.
4: I think it's Chiefs again. Chiefs with no Tyreek. I'm doing yeah. it. I'm going. The teams I'm who lost? Teams Look, receiver. you still got Kelsey. I, I mean, I think... You got Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid is, is a big factor in this. B- B- Tomorrow, we'll check yeah. in. Of these three teams, primetime games and holiday games,
3: we'll see which one's got the most. I'm curious out of those three. Okay. Bills, Bengals, Bengals, Chiefs. The wild, the what do you wild. think
0: at home? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring...
1: Patriots wide receiver Nelson Aguilar says he expects to have a big jump in his second year in Bill Belichick's offense, and he will not be the only one. No, listen. Listen to what he has to say about what's going on between he and his quarterback, Mac Jones, for year two.
3: I think Mac's greatest strength is his ability to communicate. You know, obviously he's a, he's a great quarterback. I think he throws the ball amazing, and, but I love the way he communicates, and that's something that allows you to grow together and work together. You know, because communication is, you know, the key to every great relationship. He does a great job telling me what he sees. He tells he does a great job of telling me what he likes about what I'm doing. He
0: tells me a great job of some things that are hard for him to read when I move around and things like that. You know, and once you know, it's less gray area.
1: Okay, it certainly sounds like Nelson Aguilar is rooting for Mac Jones this season. Always a good thing going into any season and. In- good vibes with whoever you're working with so give me the person that you guys are rooting for Hmm. no matter what in 2022,
4: Sean. Yeah, give me Dan Campbell. I, I, I feel like last year when they finally won a game, like the emotion poured out and they were so close so many times. But I feel like all of America is rooting for Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. Like if the Detroit Lions find a way to make the playoffs this season, I think everybody will be celebratory. Everybody's going to be excited for them. It's kind of like what we were for Cleveland years ago. They, they were they were awful and then yeah. they finally started winning a couple big games. I feel like everybody started to celebrate Motown a little bit. Everybody's excited about Hutchinson, the, the new guy, but Dan Campbell, he's an easy guy to root for. And I'm sure as a player, they love playing for that guy. It does feel like there's a lot of
3: momentum around this Lions team, and yeah. they're headed in the right direction. Got to win now, right? Like, it's time, and I think yeah, no I, more I agree up. with you, Sean. I would love to be talking about the, the Lions come December or even January. Right, um, can I take that last name? What was it? Dan Campbell? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take someone in the family there. I'm going to go with Calais Campbell. Nice. A different Campbell. Um, Calais is 35 years old, has been in very good teams, both in Arizona and Jacksonville, and, of course, in Baltimore. At the end of last season, got banged up, and there was this like weird lag of time of whether is Campbell going to retire or not. And I think media companies were interested. Is he going to be on a, on a broadcast booth? Gonna... Calais, after waiting several weeks, decided... I'm coming back, and I'm coming back to Baltimore. Um, I'm rooting for Calais Campbell, Walter Payton Man of the Year, great person, great ambassador. I would love to see Calais be one of these guys that can do what Andrew Whitworth did last year, where it's, hey, on the way out, I'm hoisting a Lombardi. I've been such a good guy for so long and such a fan Mm -hmm. of his. I would love to see him have that ultimate success. So nothing over the top, nothing to Just great guy, Walter Mm -hmm. Payton Man of the Year. Let's see him get his Lombardi. Calais mm-hmm. Campbell, I'm
2: rooting for him. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Calais Campbell Super Bowl parade speech would be really epic. I think people <laughs> would go nuts for that. I'm gonna go with Nev Campbell. Always liked her work. You wild things. Hello. No, I'm sitting here considering this question, which I just heard for the first time and trying to come up with an answer. Of for some reason, the name that pops into my head, I, I find myself rooting for Sam Darnold. And I'll tell you why. Sam Darnold had to sit there for months and months and months saying, oh my God, they're going to take Kenny Pickett in the first round. Uh, you're done. You're done. They end up taking a quarterback and also the third round with Matt Corral. I, I still think it's Sam Darnold's job to lose. And Sam Darnold keeps his mouth shut and works and he hasn't made enough plays. But he comes in here on our set and we like him when they're introducing the Jets' new jerseys. He shows up in angry runs, which he wins. And like, like Sam Donald's not going to pose for a picture with a scepter. He's all business. He's all about ball. Yeah, sure enough. I believe there's a photographic evidence of it. This Sam Donald shows up. There he is. I liked his attitude. Shut up. Play ball. This is kind of his last chance this year. But if he shows up and starts winning games, it's like, oh, my God, Sam Donald. It, you can just be quiet, play ball, and win. And I, I hope, I, I hope he doesn't.
0: Did I,
1: go Jason Campbell here? Is that a idea? I think you could. Yeah,
2: just Campbell, Auburn.
1: Uh, I will go Christian Watson, and here's why: I would just like for him to prove everyone wrong. So much criticism, so much question marks and head scratching about who the guy is for Aaron Rodgers. And we have to just be honest about it. He can be the guy. There is a chance that he does emerge, absolutely be lights out and legitimize the Packers receiving core and delegitimize our concerns for. And that's what I would just hope for him because I do think it's a really unfortunate amount of pressure put on someone being placed into somebody with a Super Bowl window that is named and goaded as the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Filling in the steps for a wide receiver who's one of the best that we have, who's likely going to light it up with somebody's massive amounts of chemistry with over there in Vegas. So it's just huge, a, shoes to fill. huge right. pressure, and I hate it for him, but I'm rooting for him because I hope he proves everyone wrong. Absolutely, awesome. yeah. yeah. You guys teach me about things that I've never heard of before, and while I have you and you are the newsman on the show, Will, and I want you to be part of this, uh, or chime in if you'd like, I did want to make my news of my own, and there's a lot of talk about this, of course, and I just wanted to invite everyone tomorrow to watch our show and celebrate my last episode and my last three hours here on Good Morning Football. We have so much to celebrate with the schedule release, and we'll be breaking it down, and it's, uh, I really want it to be a bit of a party, but tomorrow, guys, is my my last show. You guys know that. Will, I texted you and you know that, but I just wanted to. It's been sourced. It's been confirmed. And now you can spit out the words, Will, that it is my last show.
3: Yeah, your last show. I can't believe it. Um, You know, we are going to miss you like crazy. And I am so glad that we are going to have... Three hours to celebrate you and talk about all the great moments that you've brought to this program and certainly to me as
0: well. Uh, Honestly, you have put this show on the map with Nate as well and Kyle and Peter and certainly you've made my job that much more entertaining. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Will, I love you. I just want to
1: give the newsman the news to get it out there. But I can't even hear you. I love you. We'll go back to the table. Peter, Kyle, and I have been reminiscing (laughs) about Nate, and we have this news, obviously. So, guys, it'll be a pretty big party tomorrow, yeah? How do you
2: feel? Good. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm uh, uh, nostalgic, for Uh sure. This week, we've been through so many studios and so many moments, and... Like a million costume changes is what yeah. I've realized that I've learned how to change in like 30 seconds flat at any given moment. So uh, it has been an awesome ride. And we invite you guys to hang out with us. So more on that tomorrow. I just wanted to get ahead of that. So people know to watch. Bring and, the Kleenex, too. Come on.
4: Bring the Kleenex. I,
1: don't, I might. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'll cry. How did that we'll feel, saying it? Good. It really does. Yeah. It feels It feels good. I feel so proud of our show. I mean, you go and you look at those images from 2016, and it's this little, like, what is this? And mm-hmm. it's me and Kyle, like, trying to get through segments of people we've never heard of and, like, these <laughs> awkward moments. And to get to where it is now, this credible, reputable, Emmy-nominated, should-be Emmy-winning program yeah, is a and, really big accomplishment for the four of us. And right you, Sean. I, I By the way, guys, Sean, who was there from the beginning day of
4: Day one, Sean, you were there, too. You know, I remember when when there was, there was talk about this show happening in New York. Hey, we're going to do a morning show. And you guys... To, to Will's credit, what he just said, you guys put it on the map. You guys came in, you guys all took a risk, you took a leap of faith, but you guys all did it together. I can't wait for the E! True Hollywood Story version yeah. of GMFB to come out. The winning ago. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's The winning awesome.
1: time on us. We'll cast yeah. us, I'm sure, at some point. But there's the news, and there's more news, of course, tonight, because we're hours away from that schedule release, so let's get to it. Okay. All sorts of different combinations. There's comparisons like strength of schedule. There's teams playing three straight road games. All the players look at that bye week, and they circle it. But last year, we came up with some pretty creative... Of gauntlets, like the real world gauntlet, the final <laughs> boss gauntlet, and the Die Hard invitation. Do you guys remember this? Yeah,
4: yeah so it's a video game gauntlet. Let's
1: too. bring the creativity to this year's schedule. Kyle, you're gonna kick it off.
2: Yeah, let's do a little history. We're, we're reminiscing and nostalgic, so yeah. I look at the uh, U.S. history. You know what the Cleveland Browns are going to be running this year when the schedule comes out? They're going to be running the Colonial Gauntlet. The 13 original colonies, they're going to hit them all. The Cleveland Browns, let's get into it. It starts with a game against the Patriots at the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Of course, Governor John Winthrop del- delivered his famous city upon a <laughs> hill sermon there. Then the New York, the province of New York, is the first colony to establish a constitution and ensured rights like taxation without representation. Pennsylvania, they're playing the Steelers, Western Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania housed the Liberty Bell during the Revolutionary War. It's still there. I've seen it. It's pretty hacky, but it's nicely, tastefully done. At the Ravens, the Maryland province. This is a big one. You might not know this Guys, Francis Scott Key wrote the the defense of Fort McHenry, which became the Star-Spangled Banner, Mm. which Carl Lewis perfected decades and centuries later. (laughs) North Carolina, then, to the Panthers, the Matt Rule Panthers, the province of North Carolina. I don't know if you guys know this. Infamous pirate Blackbeard was killed by British troops off of North Carolina's Outer Banks. They finally got him, and then you finally finished the 13 original Conley's Gauntlet. Georgia. The province of Georgia became the only colony to completely fall into British hands during the Revolutionary War. They dropped the ball. We saved their butts. We'll <laughs> see what happens with Falcons versus Browns, but that's colonial. And I asked for some colonial music as Nick Chubb just goes gallivanting through the secondary. I think we did a good job. I think this yeah. should put us over the edge over uh, the PTI guys to win the Emmy. That's it. That's well it. done. Well said. i going to, go to the Outer Banks. What did Thank you say, you. Pirate Blackbeard? Pirate Blackbeard, yes. That's yes okay, sounds
4: like there's maybe a curse <laughs> involved in there, so I'm going to stick with the Outer Banks. I'm going to go with Carolina Panthers. Got it. got it. And you guys have all heard of the curse of the, of the Madden cover, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you're, As a player, it's kind of like, oh, this is awesome. I, I'm on the cover of, of Madden, the video game. But there's also like, you know, this little bit of a, a theory and and conspiracy theory that you're not going to have a great season. Well, the Carolina Panthers, are, they're getting a little ver- different version of the Madden curse. Take a look at their season okay. schedule. And I've got all of the cover boys for the Madden video game. From each team that they're playing each week, all right? Going to the Rams, Marshall Falk. There's the Madden curse okay. cover boy right a there. Let's stretch, right? all right. Let's get a little stretch. All right. How about Michael Vick? An- an Kyle, I know cover. you, I know you and Peter both played the Madden game. There, there was a rule at one point where you, yeah. where you, where you weren't allowed to play with Atlanta. Good. He, he was so no good No Brian Finner in Not today. Easy. So, all right, let's go to the Ravens. They've had two Players be on the cover of Madden: Ray Lewis and Lamar Jackson. Seattle, also Seahawks, went two. <laughs> and ironically, Sean Alexander, Richard Sherman yep. was on there. Now I'm talking about the Carolina Panthers, and I'll get I'll get back to uh Sherman in a second there but you got Fitzgerald with the Cardinals yep. Drew Brees with the Saints Peyton Hillis is the Cleveland player that was on the Madden cover the Calvin Johnson remember. that's a no-brainer and OBJ and of course Tom Brady was on the cover of Madden yeah. so just real quick the Carolina Panthers I, uh, have you guys uh, give me a player that's been on the Madden cover that has played for the Carolina Panthers okay. I think Cam right right Cam Anybody? Kickly Kickley ever do it? Kickly All right. You'd no. be a good guess. Mm. Deshaun Foster. I thought Cam Newton too. Yeah. And and I went down a little wormhole there I like on, this. on the pa- Carolina Panthers and the Madden cover. Cam Newton has been snubbed numerous times. Interesting. All right. Going into 2015, it was him and Richard Sherman going head to head. Uh huh. Okay. He loses out to Sherman. To so a cornerback. Of course, the Carolina Panthers go on 15 and one that yeah. season. Cam is okay. the MVP. This is everywhere. Everybody's dabbing. I think yeah. you were dabbing oh, on the show. Definitely. Yeah. Still are. And it, it was Cam Newton fever. So everybody's like, of course. Cam Newton's going to be on the cover of Madden that next year no interesting OBJ in 2016 makes the cover so the Madden curse in more ways than one is going on down in Carolina hmm. now their schedule they got to face all those guys and who knows maybe Christian McCaffrey will be on the. that cover would be Madden. fun maybe Sam Darnold who we are all rooting for to That's win it's gonna take a lot will be on the cover of Madden
2: next. <laughs> maybe so dude good job Sean. Madden Sean.
1: cover
3: gauntlet. gauntlet where are you going I kind of want to do the Kay Adams uh, gauntlet now. <laughs> at New bit. Orleans. There we go. At little Cincinnati, Charles. right? Little Ravens, little Chargers. And just for some self loathing, something in Chicago. Something in Chicago, <laughs> one game, um, little Green Bay at Green Bay. I feel yes. like I've seen you at training camp in Green Bay. Um, yeah. No, I'm going to go with. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Wait, what is that? Bum. Bum, oh, I know bum,
4: what that is.
3: The Dick Wolf Gauntlet. Left. Who's Dick Wolf? It. Dick Wolf created Law and Order, the series you love. The series. Of the, the Jaguars play all the Dick Wolf cities. Okay. The Jaguars have to go to L.A. And Who's if you're Dick a fan, Wolf. Who's Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> Corey Stoll, Skeet Oltrich, Alfred Molina, Law and Order. You watch Law and Order L.A. Okay. Then there's the original, and I'm a I'm a Benji Brat guy, but I love Jerry oh, Orbach. I'd give my eyes because of Jerry Orbach. <laughs> all right. Every subway, Jerry Orbach, the late great. Dirty Dancing, tell me to give my eyes away. I will, for Jerry. Um, Sam Water of course. And then there's a UK one, too. I had no idea there's a UK one, but they've got it out in London. <laughs> Dick Wolf. Kyle, one more time.
4: <laughs> Nothing
3: better than getting to a new city, having <laughs> oh. no idea what to do, putting on the TV, and knowing That's that true. the warm... Comfort of a Law and Order is just waiting for you, and I've seen
4: every one of them. A thousand the
1: warm times. comfort of Law and Order. Yes,
4: <laughs> yes. Sure. I love that you did that whole segment with your hands in your pocket right until the end. There, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Right. I'm not. That's I'm you. innocent. Who's There's in the UK one? Who was the
1: origi- original binge? Like you could watch episode after episode, oh, and so it wasn't good. when it before anything was on demand, and it would be on seasons long there's not hour long shows people binge watch no. and that one was one of them Sam
3: Waterston now is amazing in the dropout if you haven't seen yeah? it on Hulu about Elizabeth Holmes he plays Sam Waterston Sam Waters great.
2: I love him in The Great Gatsby Great in The Gatsby, Gatsby. <laughs> fantastic before Leo and those other guys the Toby Maguire role I like it how did
1: you come up with 13 Colonies
2: I, David Zippel did oh really I'm gonna full credit David Zippel. that's our guy oh, yeah. you've seen him dancing I, I had nothing to do with it I just uh, sold him making him work
4: on his honeymoon man
2: yeah I know exactly